Welcome to Oh My Stars, a music astrology <laughs> podcast. I'm Stefan. And I'm Amy. And today we have a very special guest on the show. Yes, uh, comedian Dave Hill, who is somebody that I've seen do stand up in New York many times. Um, and he's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Dave. Yeah, um, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, today is the beginning of Aries season, actually. Ah, and it's the first see. day of spring. It is. Ooh. Hmm. I could feel it. <laughs> oh, the, the Aries part, not the spring part. Yeah, it's um it's pretty sunny here in New York um today. But yeah. but yeah, no, it's um it's a fiery day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Where are you um calling from? I am in a tiny Finnish fishing village in northeastern Ohio, in like a way east. It's called Fairport Harbor, maybe like 40 minutes from, from uh, downtown Cleveland. But it's like a, it was, it is like, a, has like a large Finnish population, not as many as there used to be, but it's a lot of, if you go to the cemetery, it's all Finnish names, oh. which I do most days when I'm here. You go to the cemetery? I go hang out. In the yeah, cemetery. I, honestly, uh, I love that. I love to hang out in cemeteries too. Um, when the pandemic first hit, when I was like craving like, you know, a, an escape from my tiny apartment, I went to Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's so it's beautiful. Yeah, which is funny to say about a cemetery, but like the trees and the plant life there is pretty remarkable. Oh yeah, totally. Highly recommended as far as cemeteries go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would, it would make like your top list, like top three. Easy. Yeah. This one here is very small. You can like uh, make the rounds pretty quickly. Yeah. I uh, I also growing up, like always used to in small towns. I'm, I'm from Massachusetts. Like just go to like creepy ones like in Salem. Like those ones are the, the um, kind of how how big some of the gravestones are and like um what's the word with the housing where they like keep people in those oh, like, like a mausoleum yeah, the, ma- the mausoleums there are like so um victorian or like you know puritan kind of oh, it's, totally. it's, yeah it's really creepy but I, I like it yeah speaking of finnish don't you have you have like a big connection to norway i mean it's not the same but it's like in that cluster of countries why well, i'm a big fan of norway I, i'm not norwegian but i've, I've been there I think five or six times and I can't wait to, it's one of my favorite places to go. Definitely. But, All right. Let's talk about music. Yeah. 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 Um, anything like other, whether it's like in, in the past year in the pandemic at large or just in the last like couple weeks, anything that you guys have been listening to that's been especially like standing out to you music wise. Well, yesterday I listened to Lana Del Rey's new album. Oh, how is it? It's okay. Ooh. Yeah. um, no I like it it's um she sings really hot in like a very high key in some of the songs like higher than her usual register which I thought was interesting um okay and it's very it's like she worked with Jack Antonoff again so it's like Norman fucking Rockwell I really like Norman fucking Rockwell and this one is very similar vibe but um just like a little more airy in her like 
I guess vocals. Yeah, yeah. Like um, high, her higher register, she's in a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's her usual brand of depressing um, pop. Whatever, pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I really do like a, a, some of the songs on the back end of the record. Really resonated more with me. Um, probably because I'm like, I, you know, I'm depressed after a breakup myself. So. Um, <laughs> oh, she, she's perfect for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but she, uh, yeah, there's like a, one song called like breaking up slowly. And that one really hit me, um, on a personal level. Wow. So I recommend that song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also am going through a breakup. So. Perfect. Oh. Oh, sorry, is that your dog? dog is... Yeah. She's policing something. <laughs> yeah. I like to say that my I joke that my cat is a cop because she's always like if there's a commotion she'll come into the room and like just kind of look everything over and then walk check away. it out yeah yeah I like that that's more like security guard yeah, yeah. Style. <laughs> yeah. she's like my secret service huh. any um any music recently Dave that like you've been going back to or yeah I'm probably this week I was just looking to remind myself what what I've been what I've been listening to. There's this uh, record okay. from the seventies. This band, Amanaz, A M A N A Z, which I think I'm pronouncing wrong. Probably, I think they're from Zambia. Oh wow! Uh, and it's like garage psych rock. Um, let me let me confirm where they're from. Now I feel like I, I have to know, but I think they're from. That sounds cool. I'm gonna get, um, I'm gonna get to, it's great. It's great music, um, but it's this record Africa that's great, psych, kind of garage pop, and I've been listening to that. I was listening to that a shitload. It's it's actually probably what I listened to more than anything else in the last year. But it's really great if you like, you know just rock music that with sort of a filtered through, you know, sort of a different perspective, I guess, because uh, they're from Zambia. How did you and find then, them? I'm just curious. Like, how did you come across them? If you remember. I just like go down these wormholes usually like where I'll be listening to one thing and, and, you know, sometimes on YouTube, I'll just search, you know, it starts uh so i started getting obsessed with bands that only made like a seven inch or one record mm -hmm. or like just kind of because it's like uh, th there's obviously so many great bands but i like to find the bands that only got it right for like one time and then just disappeared <laughs> one, record, and, one, uh, one record one one rehearsal no whatever uh <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of happened upon it and, and I just really like it. Uh, the other thing, I've been listening, there's a new record by one of my favorite bands, I Hate God, who are like a New Orleans sludge. Oh, I know them, yeah. Band, They're, uh, they have a new record out that's really great. What is it called? It's something. And that's I Hate Some God, like spelled with E-Y-E, -E, right? Like that's. Oh, that's fun. They, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like an anti. I think it's just like a. I think they described it as just like a kids on LSD kind of name. <laughs> e, one word E Y E, hate God. A history of nomadic behavior, but they're 
they're a great band and like one of uh i think one of the best live bands around right now and then the other thing this week i happened upon this this was a youtube find but i mean going down the wormhole this band sadistic mica band from japan they're like 70s kind of funk a ridiculous band but they played on uh they were on the English, do you know the English music show, the old gray whistle test, like from, there's tons of clips from it from like the seventies and they were on that. And as a joke, they asked for them to change the sign to old gray whistle test, like G L E Y oh. to, <laughs> to suggest like how they were pronouncing it. So it was sort of a joke on themselves uh, of their pronunciation of the show because there's like a lot of humor in their music but um, I was watching this clip and I was like why does it say glay instead of gray and it was so confusing to me and I started googling it and nothing was coming up and then I started reading more about the band and I saw that they had done it themselves like for that one episode of the show but that's like a great old British show that like for my I just love 70s rock music so so many of my favorite bands played on that show so you can just lose hours watching YouTube clips from that show but those are probably what I've been listening to lately I'm sure as soon as we're done I'll think of like a million other things I was listening to no that all I want to check out everything that you just recommended um just not being necessarily familiar with it but it sounds cool I mean I genre hop all the time myself um recently for me I've been getting into this band called uh, Trudy and the Romance they're they're our newer band um they're this English band that um I think they self-describe their sound as like uh like mutant 50s pop like they have oh, nice this old like doo-wop style, but then they will kind of break out into these kind of in, in like a catchy melodic way, like these kind of punk rambles, like in the middle of some of their, some of their stuff. But then it's, there's also a lot of just kind of like these nice um, string sections and it kind of has this nice, like uh, bounce to it. That wow. seems very like 50s, oh. 50s pop. That sounds super eclectic. Yeah. That sounds right up my alley. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna make a note of this. Yeah, check them out for I'm sure. I'm always looking for new jams or old jams that are new to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, kind I'm... of my my nonstop odyssey. <laughs> I, one thing I'm curious is like you had mentioned one of those other bands, like you've you know, you find them pretty funny. Do you think as like a comedian, do you look for music or just even movies like that maybe aren't funny so that you're getting kind of like a mix for your like meated consumption diet of like just kind of different moods and different things or do you kind of gravitate towards things that tend to be like funnier i don't even yeah i don't really gravitate i mean no i i like all kinds of stuff i think with music i definitely don't seek out funny music because it's so rarely well done some people are amazing at it combining music and comedy but a lot usually i don't usually i'm not into it if it happens to be funny, like the Kinks, for example, I think are one of the funniest bands that have ever existed, but it's just so smart that it's like kind of the Kinks records are like 
almost like comedy records if you listen closely to what they're saying but it's you know it's just not silly really um it's just really smart i don't know sometimes i don't even know if i like comedy to be honest (laughs) like (laughs) even though i'm a comedian like i i think i like what i really love is i guess with anything that's the case you know but i i would say my musical tastes are much broader than my comedy tastes like what i i find a much smaller percentage of things in comedy like bring me joy and you know where i'm laughing yeah and you know i think comedy though is so subjective it can be i think maybe maybe most people are that way a narrow scope of what is like truly entertaining whereas with music it's like endless. There's really no, you know, there's, it's not like there's a genre of music that I'm like, fuck no, I don't want anything to do with that. There may be like versions of that kind of, you know, like there's shitty versions of everything, but. No, I um, I hear you though. I feel like music is such a unifying medium versus comedy can be pretty um, (laughs) partisan, you know, like I think it, people like if you disagree on your comedic taste, you might really disagree versus like with music, it's kind of just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You don't like this or you don't like that. Like different strokes. Yeah. 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 And you actually pretty successfully, I think, marry comedy and music. I mean, that's like kind of your whole thing. Oh, thanks. Um, Dave has like a guitar with him sometimes when he's uh, on stage doing stand up, and I saw your witch taint um, show. Oh yeah. Which was really fucking funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fun to combine them. And it's, you know, makes it easier for me to kind of have more fun, like leave the house once instead of twice, you know, mm-hmm. and st- you know, rather than do a comedy <laughs> show, then play a music show, just right. do it all at once. And then it frees up a night in your week because <laughs> you've just gotten it out of your system. You were saying about music, like there are, though I wouldn't name any artists that I would say fall in this category because I wouldn't want to make anyone feel bad. But there are are certain artists where if someone says they like something, I can't help but like judge, like question their aesthetics across all platforms. like okay like i wouldn't say what artists those are but because they're (laughs) very few but sometimes like i guess it happens less and less as i get older like i've become more open-minded about it but like there was a time when if i would see like a certain record in someone's record collection um you know in a simpler time when anyone's house you could walk in and just see exactly what they listened to yeah. whereas now yeah. sometimes it's just on their phone or their laptop but right. there was a time when I could walk into people's houses and be like oh you like this noted um then, <laughs> I mean I get cha- I mean I get bitchy like that too sometimes yeah like, <laughs> when people like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like you like this I mean yeah because it just makes you question like uh their standards <laughs> sure <laughs> sure taste, yeah. and and to yeah. i guess more of what i was trying to get at earlier is like i guess i will still judge somebody on their music taste but with somebody's comedy taste if they 
if I don't connect with them on that level, I often just like can't get along with that person versus if somebody I'll still judge somebody on their music taste, but I'm like, we can still be friends on something else. But I feel like if my yeah if my sense of humor doesn't gel with somebody else, I'm just like, we're not going to be friends. Like, yeah, yeah totally. If I find out somebody's like, and I'm like, I don't think so. Well, comedy oh. is like, comedy is very, it's weird. I, there is very, I don't know. There's a, it's interesting comedy. It's all great. I should just say everything's great. <laughs> and we can bleep things. It's it's very possible. I am curious, like, I promise you, I we will bleep this out, but I'm curious, like, what was one artist that you were just alluding to earlier? Like, one musician? Oh. That you would be like. Like, probably all, all dated things, you know, like, nothing, because I, I, like, I don't, anymore, like, stuff, comes and goes so fast that I don't even have time to think about it. But like, uh, I went to someone's house once and they uh, kept playing videos. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and that's like what a 20 year old band or whatever they are. And I was just like, oh, this is, this guy and I are not, will never connect. Okay. Because that is just on a yeah. different, <laughs> think it's also like i have a, a good friend of mine that really likes it's almost hacky to be like it's a bad band and i like i get why he likes it but i'm also just don't understand it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like they're really great hit songs i was like no they're not <laughs> but you know yeah. Yeah. but i think like i don't know i don't know what my point is Okay. Uh, right. We should probably start talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry. And... Yeah, yeah. Look, the kinks, and I guess too. First, just with like your um your main sign, your sun sign, you're a Gemini, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, do you correct. does that like mean anything to you? Like, are you kind of do you how do you feel about astrology just kind of at large? Like, is it something you've paid much mind to, or is it like just kind of a thing? <laughs> I don't follow it too closely, but you know, like. My, my best friends, like in high school, we were all Geminis. We, and we realized it sort of like, you know, after a few years, we realized we were all born like within a couple weeks of each other. Wow. And then the four of us, we all were all Geminis. And then like I've dated two, two girls with the exact same birthday. My first girlfriend and my current girlfriend had the same birthday. So as, as you or as each other? No, as each other. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Are they Gemini? And they're Gemini too? No, no, they're uh, Scorpio. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio. Um, and Stefan's a Pisces. Yeah. So water signs. But water Gemini, signs. And, Gemini and Scorpio are a good match, I think. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, have you, <laughs> have you, at least with the relationship that's over, do you think that was a good match or do you, not to put you on the spot about your current relationship, but. Um, I think they're both, you know, the first one I was, you know, 16. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. when you're 16, any yeah. relationship is amazing that it's even happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't possibly believe that a, a female human being would want us to hang out with me. So it was amazing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that that makes sense. Um, in terms of like music, um, I know one of the bands that you, you know, what we had asked you about ahead of time was like the Kinks, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
like has that been kind of like just an all-time favorite for you or I'm curious just your relationship to that band yeah they're one of my all-time favorites and um I think they also you know I like them musically but I like as I was saying but you know lyrically they're one of the few bands that I'm really pay attention to just talking about English history and stuff and like you know you listen to their a friend of mine in London was like one time he got really mad at me because he just kind of resented that I always have such a good time when I'm in the UK. And I do generally always, I love, I go as much as like, you know, tour over there a lot. And, and he's like, you know, you, you think it's just like one big kinks record over here or something. <laughs> and then uh, I'm like, well, it kind of, for me it is because I go over there. I do stand up at night. Then I have drinks with friends and people, whatever, every night. And during the day, I just walk all over London while listening to Kinks records. And they're singing about the street that I'm walking down, you know, because they sing about so many actual concrete places Yeah, in London that you're like, oh, Denmark Street. I'm on Denmark Street, you know. So for me, like, there is that sort of, and I, I think, you know, I obviously like romanticize a part of England that, you know, in many ways doesn't exist anymore. The 60s and 70s, sort of the era of bands that I'm into and stuff like that. But also, like, I do think there's a part of England and the UK in general that where, where it is sort of like going back in time. There's probably a period where I would have moved there. I don't know if I would do it at this point. But, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have. But then part of me was like, I can't move here. Like my relatives left here. Like my, <laughs> like that was the whole thing. Yeah. They yeah. got the fuck out of here to come <laughs> to America. Like I can't go back. Right. That's like, it's reversing the progress of my, you know, great grandfathers. Totally. You know, did or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, let's I don't. The kinks. Um, yeah. Okay. Their, Sorry. Their, to get back to astrology. Yes. Signs yes. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Dave. So we're just going to talk about the brothers, I guess, to mm -hmm. make it simpler. So Dave Davies, who you share a name with, um, he's an Aquarius. And also, we don't know these things for you because you don't know your birth time. But I guess it's worth just throwing it out there for the astrology nerds who might be listening. Um, Cancer Moon and scorpio rising um and okay so what are let's talk about what moon and rising mean i guess uh, sure do you yeah. have a simplified way yeah of i think so um and this is just from things i've read not like necessarily my own uh hot take here but yeah moon is usually associated with like your i love the phrasing of like your gooey emotional center so it's just kind of like when you're at your most comfortable kind of and how your emotions influence kind of, you know, who you are. Uh, and then rising uh, most of the time is that kind of like social mask that you put up. And it's like maybe your coworker oh. or people you're a little less comfortable being yourself around would know kind of that side of you a little bit more. Oh, interesting. I never knew what that meant until now. And even now, I can't say I completely understand. <laughs> no. I mean, 
And well, and then also to get back to like the sun or what most people think is like, you know, their main sign is like, that's your ego. That's like kind of who yeah. you know, also might relate the most to that, you know, sun or moon generally is what people think of themselves. as. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So in this mm-hmm. book, um, rising sign speaks to the face you show the world mm-hmm. and your moon sign describes what makes us feel safe and secure. Yeah. That emotional reaction to things as well. As- Interesting. Okay. So. Well, so you're you share the same element of sign with both of these Kinks brothers. Um, mm-hmm. because Ray is a Gemini like you. Um, and he's also a Cancer moon. And I've just noticed um, a lot of Cancer people have musical talents. Yeah. Um, like they're singers yeah. or some something. Yeah, um, I think I would draw the connection to because our last episode we were talking about um, water signs that were musicians too. I think it's, I'm zooming out, like if water signs are like usually um, pretty musical, it seems like. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Cause what connects uh, water signs is that kind of uh, empathy and that like just Emotion. being, yeah, yeah being very, more very in touch in with your emotions. emotions yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I also think it's worth noting, like you, you just said, Amy, that um, one of the brothers, Ray Davies is the same sun sign as you, Dave is also a Gemini. So I think that's, that's worth noting. Uh-huh. I think maybe like as a songwriter, you might connect to like, I'm curious, you were saying before that kind of whole aesthetic that London has is something that like attracts you to it as a place. Do you feel like the Kinks music kind of represents that same thing, but just sonically of just like kind of that dark kind of lived in um kicked around kind of kind of thing that you were you're oh yeah yeah totally i mean especially the earlier output you know until the maybe like 74 or something for sure because at some point they kind of went to be like more when they went to arista records they were kind of reinvented as this sort of arena rock band is was much less interesting to me even though they made a lot of great music during those years but but the, the earlier years are way more kind of small, you know, a band playing in a small room and, and singing about council estates in, in the UK and things like that. And just work, workmen's clubs and things. I mean, that's another thing. Workmen's clubs are very depressing. <laughs> They're kind of like a VFW hall, but like way, way more intensely British. Um, but also very fun. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking of like a really like smoky pub and like you're you trying to struggle to actually see the performers and <laughs> it's just like that kind of dark and seedy in a in a fun way kind of vibe. Yeah, one of, one of my bands, Valley Lodge, one of our, our third record, uh, the cover is actually a photo I took in uh, the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club in London. And it's just like this, it was just like the most depressing scene. It was just like a dude in a wheelchair drinking alone. And then another guy just face down at another table. And then like a big heart on stage that was lit up. That's a beautiful working men's club. I love that description. I want to go take a look at that. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like subconsciously, do you think um, that cover, uh, you know, you were... This this London aesthetic that we've been talking about. Do you think that? Oh yeah, captured. Yeah, that yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it was just like this. Yeah, old, beaten up place. 
<laughs> yeah. It's actually yeah. like part, I don't even know what's going on there now, but it was actually converted into like half performance space and then half of it was still the working men's club. So you would go there and there'd be like a comedy show or a band, but then there would, then you'd walk in a room and there would just be like old guys drinking alone right. <laughs> in another section. <laughs> this seems like a, like a common theme for you. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I mean, I really like, uh, I like to embrace the sadness. Hey. <laughs> You know that um, the the guy that did Peanuts, the one of his books is uh, "Happiness Is a Sad Song." Oh, the guy Charles Schulz. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, one of his collected uh, works is that's the title of it, and it's um, Linus, the 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 one with the blanket that's like always kind of bummed out. He's on the cover of it. Um, oh, and nice. I, I just feel like for anyone that's like kind of emo or just likes you know gets caught up in their feelings that happiness is a sad song that's I've always related to that of like sometimes the happiest I am listening to music is when I can like really deeply connect with like sad the expression of sadness <laughs> oh totally like you know that's I almost think there's no such thing as sad music like music that really makes me sad because even sad music yeah. still always makes me very happy if, if it's sure. good music you know like People always just say like, oh, the the Smiths were like sad or depressing. I was like, that's insane. It's all hilarious, <laughs> their music. And, you know, it's I still love it. I mean, it's a shame that Morrissey has kind of turned into an idiot in his old yeah. age. But yeah, uh, an asshole, yeah. But what are you going to do? I but mean, I like for for as much of a fucker as Morrissey is turning into, Johnny Marr is balancing it out by being an amazing uh, guy. So absolutely. And there I you think, go. Yeah, you're right. And I, I think uh, in that with that band in their kind of like legacy uh, thus far, I don't think Johnny Marr gets enough credit for like just that could, his guitar style and his guitar playing on those Smith records is now like and has been for the past like 10 15 years like that's indie rock has become like the smith sound is like yeah. that's what people try to go for in a production style and maybe it's it's kind of mm -hmm. becoming pretty trite but um that impact you can't like ignore no that. he's amazing he's amazing yeah yeah like jangly indie pop like that's all coming from i think like his guitar style definitely mm -hmm. Um, just, uh, getting to some of the other artists you mentioned too, like, so, uh, Dark Throne, right? Yeah. How did you, oh, how mm -hmm. did you, um, I know they're a Norway metal band, but can you talk about like how you got into them or like when? And... They're a Norwegian. I, I, I don't know if they'd be considered black metal at this point, really just kind of metal, but, um. Maybe like a gray metal. <laughs> gray metal, gray metal. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I gave you like three artists that were like yeah. kind of spread out across uh yeah and, oh, but dark that. throne dark throne i really like um because almost from like the their approach to doing it it's just like two guys who get together and i think even just the process of doing it and recording it themselves they're fans of all this different kind of metal and kind of cramming it all into one record i did just as artists i appreciate it it's sort of in the same way, like the Melvins. Do you know the Melvins? Oh, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I love, I love, they're one of my favorite bands. But when I really think about it, and I think, well, what Melvins 
records and songs do I like? And I'm like, oh, I probably really only like about 50% of it. But yeah. I love all of it because the, their approach to it is so like, you get the sense it's fully just like, even when you see them live, you're like, oh, these guys are doing this for them. They don't give a fuck about the audience. I'm not saying like disdain for the audience, but I just think they're just fully like, I think any artist, like whatever music, whatever the thing is, whenever someone, you know, comedy, anything, whenever I really think the artists seem to be like fully honing in on what they're into and just doing that, like that's, I'm always down with that. Even, even if like maybe the end product isn't always up my alley. Yeah. If no, I'm just I think like, that's, if you can sense that the artist is just going fully doing what they love, I, I'm, I'm always into that. So Yeah, and it's like they're creating the art for themselves. And so like you're there to observe it, but like it's really, it's for them. And I respect that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's you yeah. know, I, I'm super into that with any, yeah. even, if it, even if it leads to my own suffering, I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. No, I you think know. I think that kind of art is just more interesting a lot of the time. Yeah, it's always I'm always drawn to, to that. You were Be talking more... about um, the Melvins. And so we just we um, looked up Buzz Osborne's uh, astrology and uh, he's an Aries son. And I think that makes a lot of sense why you'd be into them, because they they say generally that for sun signs, every other sign um, you're, you usually get along with versus the ones that you're directly next to, you can sometimes butt heads with. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you being uh, Gemini and, and him being Aries, I think that that connection uh, makes a lot of sense. And Buzz is quite the character, as we all know. Um, <laughs> so he seems like a fiery one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Back to He's a, Dark- entertaining. All right. So let's talk about the Dark Throne guys. We don't they're like not super like big uh, in terms of like having their whole astrology chart online, their natal chart. Um, but Fenris, I could see uh, that. Yeah, but they ha- <laughs> I, we know their birthdays. So Fenris was born on November twenty eighth, nineteen seventy one. So that makes him a Sagittarius, uh, which is a fire sign. And mm-hmm. Nocturno Colto was born on March fourth, nineteen seventy two, and he's a Pisces. That that should just be. I'm sorry, Dark Throne is great, but that should have been their band name. <laughs> That's a really good, good name. It yeah. is. Do you have? Um, do you know much about these guys as individuals? I know uh, Fenris. I've hung out with him a number of times. Yeah. He's a really nice uh, guy, very funny, and super music nerd across all genres. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, and I think it makes sense, uh, you know, with him being a Sagittarius, um, you know, they're generally known as being like pretty funny extroverted kind of have like a big spirit to them so that makes a lot of sense i think there's a stereotype with people that are into metal of like people assume oh you must be really angry you must be this really self-serious kind of person but it's like no i i've i've met a lot of people that like that's one of their favorite genres and they're they're pretty like you know jovial people a lot of the time yeah it's definitely it's interesting if you want to like have a pleasant experience, the metal shows are usually the most, aside from maybe someone being wasted or whatever, it's like super friendly and communal. But like, I went to see Neil Young and had like a, everyone was just, I think because it was like mostly older people who were like, I paid 
whatever for these tickets. And I, uh, I took an Uber from Long Island and I've spent all this money and I, uh, people were just really rude and like pushing at the bar. And that's, I don't think that's a reflection of Neil Young at all. I think it's just a reflection of like people getting older, tickets being expensive and people feeling entitled to a, a certain I, kind of evening. Whereas like, I went to like the Wacken Festival in Germany, which is the biggest metal festival in the world. And it was like the most pleasant, best run anything I've ever seen in my life. Like better run than a hospital, better run than like <laughs> anything. No one even like bumped into me. Like the whole thing wow. was so pleasant. It's the same, like this is a sort of thing I've been thinking about for the last 10, 15 years is like, cause I noticed this when I go to different shows, well, I got like nailed in the head at a Neil Young concert. And like the whole evening was just full of shit like that. <laughs> and then the I went a uh, physical assault. It was, I was just like, and the whole, it's like so low key. Like, <laughs> yeah. They think they're the only people at this concert. Right. Yes. And so like, yes. And so, you know, older couples, who were just like, fuck you. I'm getting drinks for my wife <laughs> or whatever. Um, I wonder, it's like, we have, we've been going without live music for such a long time now that like, I wonder what it'll be like to even like, will we be as annoyed by behavior like that when we see live music again? I don't know. It, I think It'd be interesting. Like I've missed concerts and I've missed that feeling of community that I got from that. But particularly in New York, I have not missed New York crowds because like kind of what you were saying before of like people just thinking I'm the only person at this concert. Like I don't miss that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it's, so I'm sure it that is horrible. Pretty quickly. <laughs> like I know you gave us one other musician's name. Um, but I feel like we, we gotta, unless like you, no, I think the last one I gave was Francois Hardy, but I don't, I don't really have other than I like her music and think that, you know, she's one of the most beautiful human beings. She's a French chanteuse. Um, <laughs> yes. We I, was, I actually that. listened to her, um, you know, in advance of this because I hadn't really been familiar with her music and it is very, very pleasant. So it is in, in like, and it's also like an era of time, you know? Yeah, that uh, I probably would have been best alive around, you know. Well, I, I mean, just for shits, she's a Capricorn. Um, mm -hmm. She's a Libra moon and a Virgo ascendant. So she's a very earthy gal, but yeah. she does have the air sign moon, which is, mm -hmm. I guess, a connection um, that you as an air sign might have with her. Yeah, the Capricorn and Virgo, though, pretty like... I personally haven't listened to her I want to now but like is her music it's kind of like serious and like sexy and kind of like yeah. there's like a and it's all in French well, yeah well obviously then sexy yeah. well yeah it's in, I mean <laughs> the French and I don't French. understand a word I don't speak French yeah but I in, and yet I understand everything she's singing about oh all right so is there anything um that you're currently working on um like projects that you might want to let listeners know about yeah, I mean, I have a new comedy album out, that, though it's been out for a little while now, called Pride of Cleveland. And my band Painted Doll had a new record come out. 
in September on TP Records and my band Witch Taint had a record come out sometime in the past year. (laughs) And uh, and then, but sort of in the future, um, then probably the most upcoming thing is I'm starting a clothing line with a friend, which is a total uh, curveball. But I, I do a lot of artwork and then a friend of mine is into, she works in the fashion industry. So one thing led to another. So we started a clothing line using like prints that I designed. So it's called Bunny, which is named after my mom. And it launches, if that's the word for clothes, I don't know. Um, In April, it's, we have three, three dresses. That's our first collection. And hopefully there'll be more stuff after that, but three, three dresses. Um, and it's at the bunnyshops.com. And actually going back to Francois Hardy, that's sort of the aesthetic of it is like just thinking of dresses that, um, that we think she would have liked oh, or would like. <laughs> is sort of a one of our... How would you describe the vibe of the clothing? Um... They're like very colorful prints, but the all the silhouettes and stuff are like very like classic mod, you know, kind of 60s timeless uh, stuff. Awesome. So not, not like uh, kitschy in any way, but more like, you know, stuff that would be from that kind of era, late 60s london paris type yeah stuff. with more elegance to it than than kitchen. yeah 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 that's beautiful so uh, and then and then we'll see we'll see what happens it could be um just a wacky phase of mine who knows <laughs> yeah you know that phase i went through <laughs> where i started clothing line <laughs> i mean that's really cool no that's awesome it is cool and we'll link to it too when we'll come back oh, and, thank like, you when it's officially out we can put it in the episode notes yeah. um on our cool website. thank you like yeah of course yeah but that's probably the most you know other than that it's just kind of you know working on music comedy things and writing and new book and things like that but stuff that will kind of hopefully come to fruition down the line a bit do you have a website or is there if people want to just kind of check out all of your stuff is it social media that they should follow you on like what's the yeah. best way? keep up you have a website davehillonline.com that i'm not very good at updating but there's a lot of stuff there and then uh i'm on instagram at mr dave hill mr dave hill those would be like the two main things and are you still doing your uh wfmu show no i stopped doing that but i have a weekly podcast that's very similar called the dave hill good time hour that's just uh mostly chat and phone calls and things like that so that's probably the big hot headlines with me. Okay. <laughs> no, that's all great. Um, yeah. I think Plenty last of ways to check out your stuff. Yeah. Um, the last thing we like want to end shows on like either a clip of like a song or like, do you want to play music from yourself or like a clip of stand up or like, yeah. it can be anything. Like how, how would you like this episode to, to kind of end? I Maybe guess. like something with uh, combining the two. Um, sure. You could, you could do something from my comedy album. There's a bunch of stuff on the on the Pride of Cleveland. There's the thing Loaves and Fishes from that that combines music oh, and I, comedy. I, okay, I really like that. that oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, so awesome. that would be a good one. I remember okay. seeing you um, seeing you at Max Fish Bar. It was like Emily Panic's show. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Emily. Yeah, me too. I love Max uh, Fish. Oh great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, is there like That's an LP's wife? 
Oh yeah. yeah. And I love Max Fish too. Like that's one of my favorite bars in Manhattan. Oh but- yeah. Do you know LP? I had actually seen Run the Jewels before, but I just never, for a long time, I just, I didn't know. I was just like, oh, that's Jamie. That's like Emily's husband and everyone's friend. I didn't know that. I didn't connect that he's LP. And so I was just like, yeah, this is just my friend's friend and my friend's husband. And and then one day he was talking about something. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I put it together. (laughs) (laughs) And then he posted, I'll be embarrassed if he hears this. He, we were at St. Vitus and he's like, oh, let's get a picture together. And he posted it on his Instagram and tagged me. And I was like, so I clicked on it and I was like, oh, Jamie posted that photo we took together. I'm like, why does it have 78 million likes? And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, because he's in Run the Jewels. Like I always, I knew Run the Jewels and I knew Jamie, but I didn't put that together. Yeah, I've actually interviewed Run the Jewels a couple times and hopefully we'll have Emily and and, uh, Elle on this show at some point. Oh, nice. They're so, they're, they're lovely. Lovely yeah. folks. Yeah, I like them a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you again for for making the time. Like, this was a great conversation. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for putting up with my rambling. No, no. <laughs> um, do you want to just, uh, like, set up the clip that we'll play? Like, do you want to just say anything about it in particular? The one from my album? Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the loaves and the fish. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, this is a clip, a track <laughs> from my new comedy album out on 800 pound gorilla records that's called the pride of cleveland and this is the, the track or joke uh loaves and fishes right all right on. thanks dave yeah thanks dave have Thank a you. good day thanks you too i'll see you in new york soon out yes hopefully. hope so all right. yeah yeah all right all right take care bye-bye bye i actually went to guitar center day music band as long as you guys are out here you might as well sit in with me <laughs> Uh, give me like kind of a, a vamp, like a vamp and B. Like kind of... See if you can keep up. All right, calm, just drummer, calm down. I didn't say to go crazy. Bass player, I don't remember telling you anything about taking that thing for a walk either. Keyboard player, I have no problem with you just yet. I will fucking stab you. Alright, bring it down a little bit, bring it down. A little more, oh, Jesus Christ. I've been hanging out with my dad a lot lately. Thank you. My dad just turned 87 years old. Yeah, give him a hand. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, no, calm down. So I've been trying to hang out with him as much as possible, you know, to create some lasting memories and make sure I get in the will and stuff. And, um...
just because I do cool stuff doesn't mean you should do cool stuff. Just, just keep the beat. Anyway, my dad lives where I'm from, in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you. The Paris of Northeastern Ohio. Beautiful this time of year. And my dad just moved out of uh, the house that I grew up in into a one-bedroom apartment, way out in the middle of the woods, way out in the middle of nowhere. And I just went home and I stayed with him in that little apartment for a whole week, just the two of us. And by the end of that week, we were pretty much just like one raccoon shy of a full-on gray garden scenario. And you notice, like, not that many people laughed at that joke, but the cool thing... Um, if you've seen Grey Gardens right now, you're like, well, that's the best joke I'll hear all year. <laughs> well, what's great about that joke is you could, you could see Grey Gardens like 10, 20, 30 years from now, and you remember tonight, and you just be like, Dave Hill did it again. He's the best there ever was. That motherfucker. My dad's, my dad's also like a super Irish Catholic guy, so he goes to church like pretty much whenever it's unlocked. He'll check the door and be like, Dave, get in there, get in there. If we get in there, they have to start a mass in the Bible. Which means like whenever I'm home visiting him, like, that means I gotta go to church all the time. And I was just home visiting him, and it was Sunday, so my dad's like, Dave, it's Sunday, we gotta go to church. And I was like, Dad, I don't wanna go to church, it sucks. And then my dad's like, Dave, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have free donuts after Mass. And I'm like, get in the car, old man, I'll drive. <laughs> And we get into the church and we're like sitting there. It's like so boring. Like the priest is going on and on about Nazareth. And I'm just like, dude, calm down. Like they weren't even that good of a band, you know? <laughs> but then it got kind of cool, right? He goes, this is the gospel according to Mark. And he tells this story. It's called the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. Does anyone know it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of the hottest jams in the Bible, like the top 10 greatest hits in the Bible. And if you don't know it, I'll tell it to you right now. It goes a little something like this. So like way back in like um, Jesus-y Bible times, right? There's this guy, right? I'll call him Todd, right? And Todd is having a party. It's not even a party. Or it's, it's more just like a housewarming get-together type thing. And he's like, everyone come over at 7. I'm going to have some bread and some fish and some water. And all Todd's friends are like, oh, my God, this party sounds like it's going to suck. I don't want to go to this party. But then they're like, well, we have to go. Todd's our friend. Let's come up with a plan. Okay, we'll go. We'll stay for 45 minutes. And then we'll just be like, uh, we'll give each other a sign. We'll just be like, Todd, oh, my God, this party was so fun. Um, but we got to get going back to Bethlehem. You know how the traffic is on the road to Gethsemane. <laughs> All right, that's a really good plan. That's a really good plan. Let's go. So they get to Todd's house, and they walk in, and Todd's like, oh, my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for coming. Help yourself to some bread and some fish and some water, and all, all Todd's friends are just like, no thanks. Um, and so Todd's standing there. Todd's standing there hanging out, and he's hanging out with his friend. I'll call him 
Randy, right? And Randy's like watching people like slowly trickle into the party when he sees this guy with like the long hair and the beard and the flowing gown and stuff. And Randy's like, Todd, oh my God, that guy walking in your house right now looks exactly like Jesus Christ. And Todd's like, dude, that is Jesus Christ. He's friends with my friend Karen. And I didn't say to bring friends, but I didn't say to not bring friends. And I guess she brought the son of God. Ha ha. <laughs> Anyway, so everyone starts freaking out and everyone's like calling and texting each other like, yeah, you're going to come to Todd's party? And they got the other guy's like, no, I heard that party sucks. And the first guy's like, I'm here right now. Jesus Christ just walked in. It's honestly one of the top five Messiah-based parties I've ever been to. You should come. And um, so people just start coming from all over the place. Like, and those dicks from Galilee shut up. And they start like guzzling all the water and eating all the fish and the bread. And like Todd's freaking out. He's like, wow, I didn't really expect this. And Randy's like, you should have anticipated a little better. And then Todd's like, if this keeps up, I'm going to have to go on a bread, fish, and a water run, right? And Jesus Christ overhears this, and he's like, guys, don't worry about it. I'll totally take care of it. It's not a big deal at all. And Todd's like, wow, Jesus Christ seems like a pretty cool guy. I'd heard mixed things. Seems like a good guy. <laughs> so Jesus Christ... He starts with the water, right? And he just goes, blammo! And he makes all this wine. And it's not like a house white and a house red. He makes a Sauvignon Blanc. He makes a Chardonnay. He makes a Pinot Grigio, I know. And um, he makes a Riesling, uh-huh. And um, he even made a Gewürztraminer. And um, yeah, I know. And, and, and this one guy's like, Gewürztraminer, that's a little too sweet for my taste. And Jesus Christ, pours him some and he's like here try it and the guy's like well actually that's perfect <laughs> he makes a merlot he makes a malbec he makes a shiraz and a syrah a lot of people don't know that's two different things jesus christ did <laughs> fuckload of rosé and this is long before the renaissance of rosé that we know today right so everyone's like uh, Jesus Christ hates brick too but no one really drinks rosé and Jesus is just like check back with me in 2,000 years you fucking dicks <laughs> He even made a ton of white Zinfandel. And everyone's like, uh, white Zinfandel? Only underage white chicks drink that. And Jesus is just like, mm, look in the corner. So then he moves on to the bread. And I don't even know how to describe what he did with the bread. He starts with like a pumpernickel loaf. You know what I'm talking about? Those big brown loaves of bread, right? And he, and he cuts the top, uh, cuts like the middle out of the pumpernickel loaf and he removes like the center of the bread. Then he makes spinach dip. I don't know where he found the time either. And, uh, and then he, the hole that's been made from removing the bread, he fills that with the spinach dip and then the, the 
bread that's been removed earlier, he cuts that into like little triangular pieces with which you're supposed to eat the spinach dip. Can you guys even picture what uh, uh, I'm talking about? Oh, so you know, okay, oh, so everyone's like, right, they're like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, I can't believe you made us pumpernickels. Uh, spinach dip, and this is hands down the best line of the night. Jesus Christ just goes, what are you guys talking about? I made that all for me. Big laugh, and everyone's like, wow, our Lord and Savior has a really great sense of humor, too. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> So then he moves on to the fish, right? And he just goes like, blam, and he makes all this fish. And it's not like some like breaded cod bullshit. He makes a mahi-mahi, and he makes a tilapia, and it's like perfectly light and flaking off the bone, and he left the head on, and some people are like, well, normally it bothers me when the head's still on. In this case, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why. Um, and he... He even made like a tarragon drizzle. I know. And the people that hadn't tried it yet were like, tarragon drizzle, that doesn't seem like it would pair very well with mahi-mahi and tilapia doll. But the people that already tried it were like, it's actually really good. Brings out the flavor of the fish. I think you should give it a shot. But here's the fucked up part. He made all this stuff, right? but no side dishes. Yeah, so people are like, literally, Jesus Christ, where are the side dishes? Boil a bag of rice, you piece of shit. And Jesus Christ, you guys are a bunch of, he just says, you're a bunch of assholes, I'm going to my friend's house, and they're making me dinner, and there's 12 of them, and we all sit on the same side of the table for no apparent reason. I can't even remember why I brought all this up. <laughs> oh, my dad and I ate so many donuts. That's what I meant to tell you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.